Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is April 4th. I don't know why I say the date at the beginning of every one of these, but it is April 4th, Easter weekend. We're coming to you on Easter Sunday evening. Hopefully you've had a good day and weekends with your family if you celebrate. But uh, myself, TJ Pittenger and Richie Barnes. Richie, how was your weekend? Uh, pretty good, man. Just a nice relaxing weekend for the most part. The the wife dragged me out to Lowe's yesterday, so doing some home improvement around here and then kind of just took it easy today for uh, Easter. Happy Easter, TJ. Happy Easter. Um, if you had a relaxing weekend, I had anything but. Uh, we had the craziest on-the-go, nonstop weekend, so I'm, I'm jealous uh, of your relaxing. Friday night, we went to a surprise party for my dad's 50th birthday, and then I uh, took the kids and the wife to the aquarium yesterday um, to see the fishies. We spent the whole time trying to find Nemo, and at the very end, we found him, and then kind of like the movie. And then um, I threw a surprise party for my wife last night when we got home. She was pretty shocked to see all of our friends and family here um, at the house. And then today we went to church this morning and then to my mother-in-law's um, for Easter. And I just got home like 15 minutes ago and we're doing this. So, yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted and ready to go to bed. Oh, I stayed up late watching that great game last night. We were talking about that before yeah. the game. Before things started, I was dozing during the game. My wife came down with like a minute left in overtime. I was like, you're going to fall asleep. And I was like, let me watch this last minute. <laughs> and I'm glad I did because what a finish there. But yeah, great weekend. Happy Easter to everybody. Uh, glad that you guys are hanging out and joining us. Um, but we've got a fun episode tonight. What who, what, what do we got going on tonight, Richie? You have, give the people a rundown. Yeah, we got a decent bit of stuff going on today. You know, we uh, yesterday morning, we both you and I were up early to speak with the Similar Booster CEO, Michael Alford. Um, just some updates on everything from the boosters, talked about the stadium upgrades a little bit that were announced this week. Um, a lot of good stuff in that one. Then, you know, we're going to put a bow on this basketball season and, and uh, you know, talk uh, some uh, recaps of the other Florida State sports for the weekend and then get out of here. Yeah, I'm excited to um, this interview was fantastic. We got up at uh, the crack of dawn <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> much earlier than I. Well, I usually get up with the kids about that early, but much earlier than I want to do things. So we spoke with President, I don't know, I said it the other day too, we spoke with CEO Alford about, uh, like Richie said, the, the updates on the One Tribe campaign, the renovations coming to Doak and different things going on. So I'm excited for you guys to check out that interview. And then we will, um, like I said, talk about the spring game, talk about things going on around Florida State, and then let you guys get back to your Easter evening. So uh, without further ado, let's uh, transition to that interview with uh, – Oh, before we do, I'll tell you, Double Fries No Saw brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. We'll give them their shout out that they're due. Uh, 2550 North Monroe um, or 1818 West Tennessee Street. I may have to hit Guthrie's this weekend while I'm up there. I'll think about you while I do it, um, but may have to hit them up. So support Guthrie's. Tag us in your posts if you're going by there. We would appreciate it. All right. Now, without further ado, uh, Seminole Booster CEO Michael Alford. Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. We are joined again by I this must be our favorite guest. I think you have taken the lead for appearances on the show. Um the CEO over at Seminole Boosters, Michael Alford. Michael, how are you today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing today, TJ? 
Doing well. Doing well, doing well. You're you've got us up early on a on a Saturday morning, uh, but we wanted to make this work, and so we're uh, we're happy to have you on. Um, talk to us first of all. Like we'll we'll jump right into it. Our yeah. goal. We're we're doing well with our goal. Talk to us about the uh, where we are with our one tribe campaign and and what's going on there. Well, I can't tell you how uh, how just fun has been to go out and interact with people and share stories of our student athletes and, and see the response and see the commitment of, of our fan base of alumni really want to step up and, and, and join our mission and help us reach our goal and, and support these student athletes and their endeavors. You know, it's really means something when you, when you share their stories, people are really um, stepping up and joining the uh, One Tribe campaign. But we're at 64% of our goal. We're at about 8,300 total donors right now. We had a 500 and something join last week. Um, right now we've had over 1,500 new new donors join. And, and that's what's so important is that we, we grow our numbers, get them back to what they once were, so we can provide the educational and, and leadership opportunities to these student athletes. So, so right now we're, we're still going um for the one tribe campaign but uh we're ahead of pace and really looking forward to getting out and continuing to share the message yeah and uh mike you you guys kind of teased us a little bit on twitter yesterday a, a great video by uh the florida state football program out there and it, it seems we're gonna have a if you don't have enough incentive to join the boosters you're gonna have a seven part series um kind of like its own little you know, streaming show of the program at seeing everything behind the scenes with what coach Norvell's doing in the football program. Just talk about that for a second. And uh, you know, what a great benefit to be a booster. Yeah. The first episode airs uh, April 7th. And I can't tell you how excited we are. It's, it's, it's um, inside the ropes, let's say of the football program. And you can only get that content if you are a booster. And uh, Coach Norvell has been great to work with. He understands our mission. He understands the need to, to be able to supply financial support to the athletic department and allowing us to, to put this show together and, and to really get behind the scenes uh, of our football program. And uh, I'm telling you, I've seen some of the, the early episodes, and it's going to be something you really want to watch. Yeah, and, and uh, so we have a priority deadline for April 9th, it looks like, for the boosters. looks like you have 69% of the uh, tickets renewed in the stands yes. and the club. Um, how's that going? And it sounds like we could get close to having pretty much everyone back in the in Doak, hopefully at 100% this fall. Right. We are planning, uh, Richie, for a full stadium. And uh, we're really excited. People that I've talked to that have called and renewed their tickets are really excited about this upcoming year. We're 100 percent sold out, sold out of our suites, uh, which hasn't happened in the last few years. So that just tells you a little bit about the excitement that people have for this upcoming year. But April 9th is our ticket priority deadline. Uh, one thing that we're going to do here at, at the boosters, to be fair to all of our constituents who, who want to relocate and move their seats and have that opportunity to move their seats is we're going to stay to deadlines. Um, so we're going to be really reaching out to people this next week and reminding them that the deadline, we need the renewal in. So they, so we know that they are with us this upcoming year and therefore they can confirm their seats for the upcoming season. There's a lot of excitement around the upcoming season and not just 
from us fans, right? right. There's a lot of a uh, lot of good things that Coach Norvell is doing on the recruiting trail. He's done obviously fantastic things through the transfer portal, and I think all of that just kind of it's just that snowball momentum, right? Like it's just we we pick up a good recruit or um, we hit a goal with the uh, one tribe campaign or something gets announced through the season or whatever. And so there's just so much positive momentum. There's so much excitement around all of it. And we couldn't be more excited either. Right. It's, it's April and we're all just like shaking, ready to get to ready to get to September. Got a lot of work to do between now and then on the field, off the field. Um, but definitely excited for it. Something that, that is coming up that we're excited for. We've got, we've got something going on this weekend. Um, in Doak that we're excited to get back to. Haven't been to Doak since early December. Uh, spring game this weekend. Talk to us about what's going on there with the spring game. Well, there's so much going on uh, on next Saturday between the different events going on campus, uh, different sporting events, uh, but also we're going to be condu- uh, producing a live show on April 10th. Uh, that will be that'll go out uh, air at 4 o'clock right before leading up to the game which is really going to be something for our fans to see. We're going to President Thrasher on, a guest, Coach Norvell, I believe, is coming on. I'll be on. Uh, really talking about the program leading into that 5 o'clock uh, spring game. But tickets are going really well for that. We've uh, sold over 7,000. You can buy spring game tickets in advance, no day of sales. So go online and grab those. Um, there's still some availability even in the club, but we're encouraging folks to come to the game, create the atmosphere that gets the team and prospects who will be in attendance excited to play. Some of the things that are going on, you have Seminole Masters Golf Tournament, a group of uh, great alums who sponsor our golf program. We're putting on a tournament on Friday. Uh, softball's playing Duke. Men's tennis is Boston College. Women's tennis uh, is Miami. Beach volleyball's going on. So there's just so much going on, and you can find all that uh, out on Seminoles.com. We have recently had – it feels like the ESPN car wash, but we have recently had several um, different coaches on. I know that – I I see you on there at times liking those posts and and watching those videos and stuff, but uh, we have enjoyed – Yeah, Coach Hyde on. She was fantastic. She was great, yeah. Yeah, against Virginia. against Virginia. Yeah, they a top ten win. Yeah, they they are number six. I'm sure those that that I like when the number beside our team's names gets a little smaller every week. <laughs> um, it's like the it's like the golf concept. You want it to go down, but uh, yeah, number six and then uh, a a win against number eight Virginia. She was fantastic, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. I know that football is is what moves the needle and what really drives things, but we've had Coach uh, Wyckoff on, which Coach Sue coming back announced that this week. That was exciting. We've had Mike Martin on a couple of times. We've had um, Coach Ham on and Coach Hyde. We actually had Trey Jones on earlier in the year or late last year as well that I had forgotten about as well. But can you just talk to the excellence of our coaches? I know that football gets a lot of the shine and the men's basketball just had an incredible run and those big sports or whatever. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me, but um, they get a lot of the love. But, man, we have been so impressed with chatting with Coach Brooke and Coach Wyckoff and uh, – or, I mean, Coach um, Hyde and, and the different ones that we've chatted with. Can you talk to the the total excellence of, of not just football but but everything involved? Well, TJ, that's something that's really impressed me in the short time I've been here. And 
and been associated with so many programs and so many coaches throughout my career of, of evaluating coaches and programs. And something that's really stood out to me is the quality of coaching staff that we have on this campus. And not only do they know the X's and O's of their sport and able to go recruit great student athletes, but they really install the core values that, that lead to uh, a holistic approach to the student. They, they want them to succeed on the field, but the core values of our, really our athletic department, but extremely uh, part of our coaching staffs is they're re they really care about these student athletes when they graduate. And everything's about uh, teaching them life lessons throughout their time here at FSU and preparing them to be successful uh, in the, their communities when they go on and graduate. And I can't tell you how it's just thrilling to watch them all work, whether it's Coach Kokorian over at soccer or Coach Hyde, as you mentioned, to see what she's doing with the women's tennis program. Um, it, it's just thrill to go watch these these great student athletes compete, but also do it in the classroom and also do it in community service. And, and that all comes from the core values that these coaches are putting in those programs. And then that's what's thrilling to see on a daily basis is how much they really care and love about these kids. Yeah. We asked a lot of them um, what we asked a combination of, you know, what it means to be, what it means to them to like coach here. A lot of them played here and then uh, you know, coached here when you think about coach Brooke and um, coach Hyde and coach Martin um, so many. And we ask them that. And we also ask about the booster support, and things and how it impacts their program. When we ask about what it means to them to be here, they basically just say that a combination of like, well, it's family and this is all I've ever known because I've just been here forever. And, you know, I just wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I wouldn't want to do anything else. And when we ask about booster support, they all come back with the way that uh, athletics at Florida state has given the, their kids an opportunity, their, their kids that they coach. And so it's not about, I mean, not that you would even expect this, but it's never about like, Oh, well, we, we got to go on this final four run or, you know, we got to play in this tournament or we got to, we got to see this and do this. And then we got ranked highly. It's just, it gives my kids an opportunity to go on and be great in other facets, right. Or in, or in sports, but it's been so great to chat with each coach that we've chatted with. They all kind of bring something pretty unique. Um, mm -hmm. and you can kind of just see how the the puzzle pieces fit together, and it's just a massive family. They'll get, they'll get to talking about the you know the different ones. And we asked, um, I'll never forget when we asked Mike Martin Jr. Um, you know, basically we buttered up the coaching staff and said like, hey, they, so many great coaches on staff. Like who is who is the one? Like who? And he's like, listen. When Coach Sue walks in a room like that, she is the one that like everybody is like, yep, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know, so awesome to see. You can tell that that they enjoy not only being around each other, they enjoy coaching together, they enjoy being part of the Seminole family. So when people contribute, again, we, we think about football a lot, but when people contribute, it not only impacts the, the, the big sports, again, that we talk about, it impacts every single facet of FSU athletics. And it gives so many kids, and you know the number of athletes that we have, an opportunity that they otherwise wouldn't wouldn't have. 
And, and that's what's so important about the annual fund, because it does allow us to provide those operational dollars, those leadership and educational opportunities to those student athletes. You know, we have over 500 student athletes on this campus and, and all of them have goals and dreams to move on. And the, the great thing about it, what wakes me up every morning um, is so many of our student athletes are first generation college uh, graduates within their families. And not only does that change their lives, as you know, you graduate with a college degree, it represents studies tell you, it represents about a million and a half dollars more income in your life. So, so you're changing someone's life trajectory when they get a degree, but not only does it change their life, it changes the expectations for generations. So now their children are expected to go get a collegiate uh, college degree and, and contribute to society and their communities. And that's what people uh, that gets me up. And I try to go out and talk to people about is giving to the annual fund allows us to provide those opportunities, get people to that graduation podium and change the trajectory of generations of families. And, and that's what's so important for filling in our job. Yeah. And Michael, you, you guys almost broke the internet with some facilities announcements uh, this week. But before we get to that, this coming week is one of my favorite weeks of the year. You know, TJ mentioned we had Trey Jones on last year in November, actually the week of the Masters. Uh, I'm a huge golf nut. I uh, love the Masters. And uh, just talk about, you know, what this golf program, what, you know, Trey Jones has built, but then yeah. also, uh, you know, I, I know you weren't here for him, but Brooks Kepka, man, uh, Florida State fans everywhere are, are fired up for him. And I just saw this morning, he's on the field for the Masters coming back from an injury. So I'm excited to see him. I saw Brooks just got engaged on uh, social yeah. media the other day. So congratulations to him. Yeah. But what Trey and Amy with the women's program, you know, one time this year, they were both ranked number one in the country. And what they've been able to do with those programs is just marvelous. And, uh, the, the course. I don't know if y'all have been out to Seminole Legacy, but the, the refurbish of that course is one of the top courses in the country on a college campus. And to be able to play that, and if you can shoot low there, you can shoot low anywhere. Uh, but we have a special group of, of donors, too, who really support that program. They call themselves the Seminole Masters. They raise funds for that facility and are, are providing benefits to those two programs that are allowing them to go out and recruit the very best student athletes in the country to come here and have success. And it, it's great that you have the facilities to match the program. And that's what's so important, uh, whether it's right or wrong. Um, you know, Richie, TJ, when, when kids come, they want to know the whole holistic, where, where am I eating? Where am I living? Um, what's my academic support and what's the facilities I get to train at to make sure that I'm doing the very best I can on and off the field. And that's just tying into it. And that golf course and facilities, one of the tops in the country. And we've got to get some of our other facilities up there to be some of the tops in the country. And that's what we're working on diligently. Yeah, yeah I've, it, I've, I've played that course a few times in college, not since Jack came in and redid it. So I, I'd be lucky to break 90 if I were to go out there now. Well, we need to get uh, out there one day. Uh, yeah, but next time I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. take you up on that offer for sure. Yeah, I'll take you guys out there. If you can hold those greens uh, coming in, I, I, you're you're a good player. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be ha I'd be happy to ha I'd be happy to caddy for you guys. That'd be that'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> uh, but I, I kind of alluded to it just before this. Um, Dope Campbell Stadium, man. It seems like I know it's in the very preliminary stages, but yeah. a, a lot of 
ideas going on. And, you know, the first time we had you on here, you talked about, you know, you were an integral part in, in Jerry world and getting that whole facility built. So how much did you take from that? And I love that we're going from, I think you said we have three seating options right now. We're looking at seven in the future. Just talk about that. That's exciting. Yeah. When you, when you look at stadiums and, um, the entertainment dollars, because we have so many of our fans, which is an amazing stat when you get here and you do your analysis and study that we have 70% of our fans travel from over a, an hour and a half away and 60% from over three and a half hours away on our game day. Um, so those they are coming from bigger markets. They're coming from the Miamis, the Tampas, the Atlantas, the Jacksonvilles, Orlando's and the like. And, you know, they have professional venues in those markets and, and the entertainment dollar uh, in those markets is really competitive and we need to compete with that. So when they come to Tallahassee, you, we need to have about seven to 10 different options. So you can choose your experience on what it wants to be, what you want that experience to be on a game day. It starts with the culinary experience. Right now we're going out um, this year and, and we have bids going on and negotiations going on with, uh, a new culinary provider, new concessionaire, and that's going. To, you're going to see that change next year, but you're really going to see a change in the next two years. You know, Downs and St. German did a, a study in 2014. You can equate it to 2018 dollars. That 51.1 million in direct spending was spent in Tallahassee and Leon County on game day weekends. Uh, so it's very important that we continue keeping up with the trends so that people still want to come to Tallahassee. They have options when they come here. We treat them the right way and they stay for the weekend and spend their dollars here in Tallahassee and to the local community. And, and that's very important. So we, we partnered with CSL, looked at the study and went out and got feedback from our fans that they wanted seven or 10 and, and named the options, whether it's ledge seating, whether it's loge boxes, whether it's standing porch only seatings. I mean, we're going to have a variety of options now to provide you. And more importantly, we're going to sit down one by one and, and talk to you about your options moving forward. And we're really going to pay close attention and give priority to those that are affected by the renovations, by the possible renovations, and, and sit down with you at our preview center and provide all the different options and let you choose what you want to do first. Um, so it's really going to be customer first uh, as best we can. Uh, I'm, I'm not naive enough to say we're not going to keep everybody happy, but we're going to do our very best to put you in a spot uh, where you have a great game day experience. Um, if you uh, if you need any leads on a chicken tender place for the uh, concessions, just just let us know. We uh, I can I can I can set up a meeting for for that. Um, talk to us about the. Uh, it's a little early for chicken tenders right now. When we're recording. I mean, I could probably do it, but it would take a lot of work. Um, talk to us about the football only facility that's been previewed and and we're starting to get some info rolling out on that rolled out around the same time. Um, as the stadium info, but talk to us about that. Yeah, we, we uh, are getting really close on uh, finalizing some plans for, for, the, for that and uh, should be releasing some stuff here in the upcoming weeks. But uh, really exciting. Fundraising is going extremely well. We've been go, able to get out and talk to some donors and who are really stepping up and contributing to that facility project because it's, it's a must. 
Um, you look at our facilities compared to what others, you look what uh, Auburn's building, what Georgia's moving into here this month. Um, of course, you look at what we did at Oklahoma and what Alabama has. And, and Florida's breaking ground or already broken ground on a new facility. Um, you know, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not saying it's right, but uh, for us to compete amongst the elite as Florida State should be every year, uh, we need to have the facility to match. Um, and we're having a big recruiting weekend, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about our plans uh, to those recruits and the stadium. The stadium's a major part of what we're showing recruits and what's coming in the future, and they're very excited about it. So the fundraising is going extremely well, and we're going to have some news coming out on that real quick. Awesome. Yeah, it's 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 that arms race, man. It's uh, everyone's trying to keep up with each other. But, you know, when you're trying to convince a 16, 17 year old five star athlete that you're the place to be, that's the kind of stuff you need. Right. Um, and, and again, not to beat a dead horse that, you know, your contributions, guys, that they help with yeah. every single bit of this, um, you know, today we have the final four. Uh, I'm hoping for Gonzaga Baylor because I think that'll be the best game. But both of our basketball teams had really good seasons. You know, Brooke in an interim role took the team to the tournament. Right. Coach Ham went to his third straight Sweet 16. It would have been four straight if he had got to play last year because we know they would have been a one or two seed. Um, just talk about the basketball programs that both of them that, you know, ever since Sue, uh, you know, really took off and Coach Ham now and the recruiting class he's bringing in. We just have two really good basketball programs at what a lot of people call a football school. Right. Uh, they do. Coach Ham and Sue and Brooke did an unbelievable job. And, and they go out. And once again, I go back to the core values of the program. Uh, they're going to go out there. They're, they're going to recruit great student athletes who want to come here and have that holistic view of it. And then they're going to graduate their students. And uh, it's an amazing to watch the discipline of, the, of both of those programs that they go forward and and work very hard on the court and go out in their communities. They both, both programs go out and put many hours of community service in, and then they graduate with meaningful degrees. And they, they, they put in the, the right steps and processes to really prepare these young men and women to have success on and off the court. And, and it shows, and who would not want to play for someone who really cares about you in that way and really wants to prepare you to move on after school and be successful, whether that's in the professional ranks and you have that training and hard work ethic that was installed in you here, or you go on and have a meaningful graduate, go out and be successful in the business world. Um, you're going to take those same core values that they train and teach you on here uh, and apply those out in the workforce and, and you're going to have success. And that is just something to sit back and fun to watch because they, they, two great coaches. They can both X and O with the best of them, but they also really care about their student athletes at a high level. And, and that's what really shows out to me. We were uh, running through the coaches that we were mentioning and I left out coach a coach Almeida came on the program as well. I was over uh, at the baseball game. Um, not today, but last Saturday, I'm trying to think back on days and we had the softball game up in the box. <laughs> we were watching watching them. They had a four-game sweep of Boston College. They won last night against Notre Dame. But talk about fantastic programs. She has put together something that is truly remarkable, truly special, and winning a national championship a couple of years ago. And they are just as dominant as ever. They seem to be um, on the field as well. So um, enjoy what's going on with our baseball and, and softball teams as well. It's it's 
it's fun because they're still in season, right? Basketball, it was sad when those seasons ended, but we just move right on to other elite sports, a couple more ranked teams. And then a program that doesn't get, you know, one of the smaller programs or whatever they would, you know, that a lot of people don't know about. I, I think our beach volleyball team is the best team of any sport in the whole country. Like they're, they're the most dominant. They, they just never lose. They beat everybody. They're, they're fantastic. So I'm excited to see what coach Niles and them are able to do through the rest of the year as well. Yeah. Brooke does an unbelievable job of, of recruiting just once again, top athletes across the country to come and uh, who would not want to play for her. I mean, she, no. she really gets the most out of her student athletes does it the right way and they're fun to watch having you know having three daughters that play volleyball it, it is a special sport to my heart and and i enjoy getting out there and, and watching them and uh and big win yesterday um on, on the indoor volleyball they swept syracuse this weekend i attended both those matches and it's just uh really our coaching staff i can't say enough about what the, the great work they do absolutely and, and as you pointed out earlier, TJ that, and Richie, that, that is so important about the annual fund that we're able to provide the resources for those coaching staffs to go out and have success. And that's part of the stadium uh, model, too, is that that's going to provide incremental revenue for us moving forward to continue addressing some facility needs in other sports. And uh, that's that's why it's so important that we get and develop more diverse range of products so we can have our fans come to Tallahassee. Uh, support our programs because you may say it's supporting football, but it's really supporting all of our programs. You talked about the football only facility, what, what that's going to allow us to do for our other sports. Uh, once that's built with the weight room and the training table and the training room now being more readily available for them uh, to utilize. And uh, is we're, we're doing things the right way. And it's fun to have our donors and our fans really partner with us to get some of these things accomplished. Absolutely. I am excited to get up there this weekend for the game. Um, can't wait to be in back in town. It's I'm one of those that you talked about that makes the long trip. Um, so in Tampa, you know that trip well. But uh, uh, but I'm excited for it. I usually just put on a podcast or an audio book or something, and time flies while we're rolling. But uh, people can still get tickets. We're not sold out just yet. People can get tickets. Uh, so talk to us about how we get tickets for this weekend and you know and get up there and support and then also how we can contribute to that annual fund yeah you can just go online seminoles.com we'll have tickets available there they won't be part of game day um or you can go to fsu1tribe.com either one and you'll have the or just call the ticket office and you'll have the ability to uh to get tickets for this coming up weekend we're excited i know coach nobel is really excited to get out and showcase some of the uh work that they've been doing and you're going to see a totally different team you got to remember last year it was amazing the job he did he had no spring practice he's installing a new offense no spring practice i i, I was talking to a group uh the other day actually in tampa tj where somebody asked me about the i think it was the duke game we had those two weeks off and we came out on fire and i'm like well he had two weeks of spring practice yeah had no spring, nothing going into the fall and all of a sudden they're facing live bullets trying to install their system uh during the middle of the season so it was yeah. uh, it was it was a unique season to say the least but you're going to see a much better team coming out of spring practice this year because he now he has been able to install some of his philosophies and understand the cadence understand what he's trying to get accomplished on every play 
And that's one thing that's uh, you're really going to see in that bit in that uh, premiere show we're doing online, uh, the One Tribe show. It's really you're going to be able to see some of the things he's putting in place and some of the values he's putting in place and talking, really coaching up these young men. And and you'll see that out on the on the field here April 10th. So, so Michael, I, I have one last question before TJ wraps it up here. Um, yes. But we were talking about the football only facility when I was in Florida State, you know, 2006 to 2010. You know, a little known secret: you could use your meal plan at the at the Fig, which was right. you know, the athletic training hall. And uh, every Friday, that honey fried chicken, you know, <laughs> that's become famous, was just so good. I'd I'd eat probably a whole chicken. Are, are they going to at least move that to the new facility as well? I, I believe so. Uh, I, I've heard so much about this honey fried chicken, Richie. I, I can't even uh, tell you. I'm excited to eat it. But one thing that's exciting right now is when when I went out on our concession, because our concessions here at the stadium was always tied into the university's contract on, on food providers. Um, so we didn't have people dedicated that just do sporting venues. And uh, so now the Kyle Clark, our VP of finance over there, and I got together and he's just unbelievable to work with. I said, Kyle, let me use my experience and bring a culinary experience to the fan base. And part of that culinary experience will be not only in the stadium, but I'm not even interviewing anyone or talking to them. And I know every concessionaire in the country because I've done concession contracts everywhere I've been. But unless you're right now feeding a professional team and talking to them about their nutrition habits, and being able to, to feed them and prepare them so they can have their best performance through a nutrition program. Um, we're not even talking to you. So we're, we're really excited about bringing that element to our student athletes and that science that we haven't done in the past and bringing the science of nutrition and teaching our students how to eat and how to eat properly and when to eat and bringing in uh, nutrition advisors and chefs that really pay attention that are, that are doing this on a professional level right now and, and seeing some of the early designs of that and what we're able to be what we're going to be able to provide our student athletes uh, in the future is really exciting to me not too many people get geeked out on on the right way to cook a carrot but <laughs> when you break it down and talk to these uh, nutritional scientists i call them i mean and how they know how that goes and, and allows the student athletes to prepare not only in the classroom better but on the field better and uh, we'll be bringing that up to par uh, with our peers here real soon and that's exciting as well i love food i love cooking i'm getting hungry just hearing you talk about all of this <laughs> i was gonna say not everybody gets excited about it but we literally named our podcast after food and then asked you about honey fried chicken and stuff so yeah we we definitely are in the team excited for it but no that'd be awesome it'd be really great um once those once those things are there whether you know be the concession or the nutrition that's going on with the team michael we appreciate you so much for coming on and hanging out thank god this one wasn't live so i can fix a couple of things but thank you so much for coming and hanging out again we're excited to get up there this weekend um, and we appreciate your time so much. Excited to get this out when it airs on our show tomorrow. And, uh, man, we had the best time. We always do. So you're welcome back here anytime. Anytime you want to come chat and cut it up with us, you're, you're welcome to come back. Well, I really enjoy everything y'all do for us, uh, helping us get our message out. And uh, I'll come on anytime because I love talking about what we're doing. I want people to understand where the financial commitment goes 
um, and, and the support that we're able to provide these students and the results uh, of the support we're able to provide. And you see the results on and off the field. And, and that's important that, that we continue to support these young men and women. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And go Knowles. We'll see you this weekend. See you Saturday. Can't wait to see you. Sounds good, buddy. A fantastic conversation. I enjoyed watching it back. I enjoyed watching back and checking it out. Richie took off for a few minutes on the background, just so that you guys know his dedication level here. But, uh, but I enjoyed watching it back. He is so good. Um, and I'm glad that he's kind of at the helm and leading us right now. Let me get my light back on here so I can fly myself and not be able to see what you guys can see me. But glad that he's kind of leading things. Um, the last stuff that I saw, I think it was 64% of the way to goal. Um, for the boosters. So doing really well there and continuing to see growth. Um, but we've got some uh, spring football and some other things to get to, and then we'll wrap it up so that we're not keeping you guys all night, but appreciate you guys for hanging out. Um, Richie spring game this weekend. I know you're not going, but are you excited for, it? are you going to be able to catch it? When is the, when is the wedding? I don't know. Five o'clock, probably like right during that. Yeah. So actually uh, the, the wedding's going to be Friday evening, so uh, we just have the Saturday brunch, so I'll definitely be able to catch it from, uh, I think it's on the ACC Network or Digital, so I'll, I'll definitely be uh, tuning in and uh, looking to see it, you know what, how this team looks. And it's always fun, right, because it's a scrimmage, so you're, half your ones are playing on one team, half of them are playing on the other team. You know, you, you have the patchwork offensive and defensive lines, so it's you know, it's a fun thing. It's a, It'll be fun for anyone that can get up there and go to it, but we definitely don't want to try and take too, too much away from, a, you know, basically a fun, fun scrimmage made for TV. Um, but I'm more looking forward to seeing, you know, individuals, how they work. You know, how's Jordan Travis look? How's McKenzie Milton looking? Um, you know, Jermaine Johnson, we've heard a lot about him, see how he looks coming off the edge. Um, so not get caught up in the, you know, the play of the team, so much as you know just seeing what we can take away from the individuals to see where they are at right now yeah no i am all for the freak out and <laughs> it's coming um you know the overreaction that our uh fan base will have i just watched the last couple of seconds of arizona stanford which went down to the last second shot of the women's championship stanford one by one but uh yeah no i'm i'm all for the reaction that our fan base will have. No, I'm excited for the excitement, you know, to be back in Doak. I mean, I'm, I'm going up, so excited for that. Excited to, you know, see people as always. And then, like you said, see kind of individual performances. There's really, I mean, I fooled myself into getting really, really hyped up after the 2018 spring game. I was like, oh, this we're never losing again, you know, like in the streak against Clemson and keep the streak up against Florida and everything else. And like, that's just not how it panned out. So I can't get too high or too low after, after a spring game. So, um, but yeah, excited to see how individuals perform, how things go. Um, but as one season starts, unfortunately, a couple more finished. That was a really good transition. Uh, put a bow on this basketball season, Richie. Yeah, man. You know, Michigan uh, kind of took it to us last week. Uh, you know, we uh, went live just before the game, so we haven't talked about it. So we won't do too much because everyone's seeing the game by now. Um, but yeah, Michigan was just the better team. There's no, you know, it, we can talk about the refs and, and they were terrible. I think. The fouls were pretty lopsided, but, you know, that's not the reason Florida State lost. They just, you know, they got it close to got it down with them five in the second half. And I, I think they just used everything to get there. And, uh, you know, Leonard Hamilton, uh, he's very strong in his principles. And uh, unfortunately, that led to Raekwon Gray only playing three minutes in the first half, uh, picking up two fouls. Um, you know, I think uh, Polite did as well or Scotty. It was just, you know, 
foul trouble all over the place. And, you know, they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And we saw, you know, we talked about the lack of a true point guard. And I think that was really evident in this game. But a lot of good talent coming in um, and excited for next year. Yeah, no, I think that next year, you know, there were there was a time this year where we really peaked and that could have had a lot to do with the ACC just not being as strong as as they were. When Florida State was really hot this year in men's basketball, they were really, really hot. But when they weren't, yeah. you know, they were they were so hot and cold. Whereas, you know, the 2018 team was just consistently above average, you know, at all times, right? Like if you were rating them on a scale, that 2018 team was like always an 8.5 or 9, right? Like mm-hmm. at their worst, they were like a set. When this 2021 team was great, I mean, they were probably an 8 out of 10, really, really good team. When they were bad, though, they were like a 5. You know, they were just very average, you know, couldn't couldn't stop turning the ball over and struggled um, at times. So I'm excited for next year. I know that it's a long way away. You know, what are we, like seven months away from the season? But I'm excited for next year and the talent that we bring in because I think next year could be the year that that we see them make a true run. I think this year was kind of like a, man, if everything breaks well, then we can get to the final four, the elite eight, and they get blown out by, you know, Gonzaga yeah. or whatever. It, I think next the, year. Not to keep harping on it, but, you know, last year was really the year that him was building yeah. to with everyone yeah. he had, you know, look what Patrick Williams is doing for Chicago right now. And this was kind of going to be not a rebuilding year, but, you know, taking a step back from what we had last year. So to get to yeah. the sweet 16, it's not a bad season. Um, and, and the fact that we have fans that are upset about losing in the Sweet 16 shows just what Ham has done to this program because now there's expectations. It used to be, man, can we just get into the tournament? Um, and I won't be surprised if we go back to the Sweet 16 next year. You know, obviously, Raekwon Gray announced he will be entering the NBA draft. That was not surprising. I think, you know, there was talk about it. Um, but he's a guy that I would have thought would have come back for another year. I think he could have benefited from that. But you know, Coach Hamilton is very upfront with his players, especially when it comes to decisions about staying or leaving. And if Ham thought he was ready, he's going to tell him, "Hey, go get go get paid, and you know, take your shot at the league." So, I, you know, clearly Ham thought he was ready, or he would have, you know, tried to convince him. Maybe, hey, come back another year. But you know, I'm really excited for Caleb Mills. You know, we talked about not having a true point guard. He's elite with the ball in his hands. He can, you know, really create stuff. You know, the way Trent Forrest did for us last year that you know we didn't really have this year. So, uh, you know, Jalen Morley, another. You know, top 30 national high school recruit, he's coming in and, uh, you know, he's another ball handler. So you'll have uh, him probably backing up Mills. And you got, you know, Cleveland, the five-star from Atlanta, who's, you know, just a walking bucket. I think they just won their state championship. So on paper, I really love what we have coming back next year. Should be super exciting. And again, I hate how far away that it is, but um, I also miss your basketball minute as much as... uh, as much as I like to give you a hard time on here, I really do enjoy the basketball minute. So excited for those to be back as well. Um, the around the horn though, real quick in Florida state sports, and then we can wrap this up and get out of here. Um, Florida state baseball won their series after dropping the first game on Friday night to UNC, but they won the last two one today, eight to nothing. So a nice rebound after a tough series last week in which they, uh, lost the series to who were we playing last week, Richie? Um, I was up there question. for it. I was up there for it. And <laughs> yeah, don't you even remember. Um, but anyway, they lost the series last week to was it Virginia Tech that they were playing? It was, yeah. They um, won the first and dropped the next two. And so 
a nice rebound there for them. No, it was Wake Forest. Sorry. Uh, a nice rebound there for them. Uh, softball continues to impress. Uh, we talked about it with CEO Alford. Uh, they won on Friday night. They swept yesterday a couple of run rule victories, and then they won today as well to sweep Notre Dame 4-0. and uh, Women's tennis. I stole your joke. Did you catch that on Twitter? Did you, did you see I stole your joke? Your Virginia's for lovers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For I, the I basketball t- minute. Yeah, for the basketball minute when we were going to – we beat Virginia, but the, the game against Virginia Tech got canceled. Um, I stole that joke and said that Virginia – for lovers, but they certainly can't love FSU right now after uh, back-to-back wins against Virginia Tech and Virginia this weekend. And then uh, Beach Volleyball struggled a little bit this weekend with a couple of losses to UCLA, who's number four in the country. Um, They split with USC, who is number one in the country. So um, Coach Brooks just needs to come on the pod because when coaches come on here, then they just seem to have incredible success. So shout-out to Coach Hyde and them, though. Big, big weekend for FSU women's tennis uh, as they – win a couple of games, one against a top-ranked opponent, top-10-ranked opponent in UVA, and then Virginia Tech as well. So Coach Hyde was fantastic. If you didn't check our interview out with her last week, then go do it. Uh, Masters this weekend, Richie, national championship tomorrow night. It is the matchup we wanted. I know we talked briefly that that game last night might have been the best college basketball game I've ever seen between um, Gonzaga and UCLA. That was just fantastic. Like, both teams played a – incredible 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 game I, and there was a lot of points but it was really good defense too like guys weren't just it wasn't just a bunch of defensive breakdowns or collapses or anything like teams both teams were just on fire ton of fun ucla did everything they could to stay in it and you know you're gonna have like it was the it was a latener type shot that that it was needed to beat ucla i, I thought we were going to double overtime but uh, i would much 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 rather end the tournament the way we did getting blown out by Michigan than what UCLA had to go to. Cause I mean, that's, that's brutal. I mean, yeah, you, you made it to the final four. That's, that's great, but man, that's, you know, and they overachieved this season. So, you know, they were one of the first four uh, games. So they actually had to play an extra game just to get there. Uh, and then to lose in that way, after you had a guy get his own rebound, put it back in. And then the, you know, the Suggs just comes and banks it in from about 35 feet. So that, that had to be heartbreaking, but we got what I think everyone wanted, the two best teams coming into the tournament, what most of us thought was Baylor and Gonzaga. And, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna, we're going to look back in this tournament and say it was a lot of fun because we had a bunch of upsets, um, which, you know, ruined a lot of people's brackets. But at the end of the day, I think the two best teams are going to play for a national championship, and we don't get that every year. So I, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, no, I in watching the game and wanting to pull for the upset, like I kind of wanted UCLA to win because – I, mean, I think they'd have given Baylor a heck of a game too, and it would have been kind of cool to see a team go from the first four all the way to potentially yeah. win the national championship, win seven games in the tournament. Obviously, never, never been done before. Um, but yeah, I, I think we, we've got the matchup that we wanted. It's almost like, man, I just don't know how we could get a better game than we got last night. But either <laughs> way, man, just like give me this one versus two matchup that we all kind of thought would end up being there my bracket was terrible but i will tell you my national championship game was right on so i did get that uh i did get that correct uh then the masters this weekend it turns around and you know ends up being a i've always said the best four days in sports are the first four days of the tournament the best four consecutive days in sports are the first four days in the tournament this this year being friday saturday sunday monday usually thursday friday saturday sunday uh, because there are uh, what 32 48 games that happen within 48 hours no i'm sorry 72 
hundred and whatever that is, 96 hours, quick math, 48 <laughs> games in 96 hours, which ends up being a lot of fun. But I think the second best four consecutive days uh, are the Masters. Like that's my favorite golf weekend. It's the weekend that non-golf fans tune in to watch. So um, it'll suck not having Tiger out there. Hopefully somebody wears red on Sunday for him. But uh, I hope he's recovering well as well. That's kind of – I just kind of slipped my mind that he got hurt and stuff. But Masters this weekend, I know you're ready for that. So don't don't go too crazy on uh, Saturday so you can still be able to watch it on Sunday and not be hurting too bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited. And, you know, it in somewhat of a surprise, Brooks Kepka is going to be playing. You know, he had been out with injuries. Um, I think two weeks ago at uh, Golf Digest or someone uh, had a report that he looked like he was six to eight months away from being able to come back based on what they saw on the range. And I, I don't know, maybe getting engaged to his now fiance really boosted his health. So he's got the eighth best odds to win the tournament. And then we got Daniel Berger as well with the 14th best odds to win it. Um, Dustin Johnson's, you know, going to be the favorite and it, it's, I love the masters and it's just watching it on TV. It's just a beautiful course, beautiful scenery. Um, one day I will win the lottery and be able to the master's lottery and be able to go catch a round up there, but I'm over 10 on those so far. Do you, is it, is it a pretty easy process to enter it? And is it truly just a lottery that anyone can win? Educate me here on this. Yeah. So, so they have a lottery every year and it's typically like a month after the masters is a lottery for next year's masters. And I'm over 10. It's really easy. It's right online. It's a quick application. Um, fun story. Like one of my good friends actually won the lottery and had tickets, uh, to the masters in November. Uh, Bob, obviously that got canceled. So uh, he only people that won the lottery were entered for the lottery for the spring masters this year. And he was not picked for that one. So he had actually won the lottery, got the tickets. Cause you buy them for like $75 a day. Mm. Um, and he was ready to go, had everything, his hotel, everything booked. And then it ended up not happening. So uh, shout out to him. Cause that's, that's gotta be rough, but I'd, I'd rather not win the lottery than <laughs> go through what he went through. As far as that goes. I couldn't imagine. It also thinks that they're not just moving them. Ahead to continue to, yeah. I to, think they ended up going a little lighter capacity than they had planned to um, originally for November. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, all right, cool. Well, I think that's it for tonight. Uh, we talked with uh, Michael Alford. You can obviously go and um, get your tickets for this weekend. Still not sold out on uh, just Google. Seminoles.com or go to Seminoles.com and the link is right there on the front page. And uh, obviously you can sign up to be a booster as well while you're there. Go to the boosters page, which is boosters.fsu.edu and you can sign up to support for as little as $5 a month. We tell you guys that weekly. Uh, thousands of people watch this. We see you guys logging in every week. Um, so you guys need to go sign up and support. If you're all the thousands of you that watch this and listen to this are already signed up to support, we'll, then we'll stop beating you over the head with it. Um, um, you got any shout outs or anything before we get out of here? Um, no, not really. Uh, well, yeah, shout out DMX Van, keep him in our prayers. You know, he had a rough weekend. You know, I think if you're my age, you grew up listening to him in high school all the time. So I, I definitely hope he pulls through this. Um, so shout out DMX Van. Um, my wife celebrated a birthday this week. Uh, it was on Friday. So shout out my wife. She puts up with a lot for me doing about a million pods a week. Um, so shout her out. Brandon, I see your question there. I have no clue how many recruits we're up to for this game. Um, Richie probably has a better uh, – Yeah, we're looking at it. I think idea. It, it, 
I'm pretty sure it's well over 50 and it's, it could push up to the hundred and real quick, great move by Mike Norvell. Obviously uh, you can't host any official visits currently, but by making the scrimmages in the spring game open to the public recruits can come recruits don't really have any of your options. There's not any other big spring games uh, our weekend. So we're gonna have a lot of talented guys there. And uh, we may do a little talk, a little recruiting next week. Uh, if we get a couple commits and maybe get a guest on to help us out with that. Yeah, for sure. So we'll kind of have a breakdown of it post show. Um, Hunter said, "Shout out to Richie's prime rib. It did look good. Was it harder on the smoker or about the set? Yours is temperature controlled though. Like it's not as hard as mine. Is, it right? is. You know, it's not like cheating. The, the way the, the way the of doing it in the oven is much better because you get a more uniform medium rare. The way I did it this time, it kind of it was a little more well done on the edges than I like, but the the middle was still outstanding. But yeah, definitely. You know, the wife had the dibs on the oven that for cooking some sides. Um, so I, I went outside and tried it out. So it was still good, but not as good as the roasting in the oven. Yeah. It's about time for me to go get another one. I found a place near me. Uh, he does Hunter. He, I'm sorry, Brandon. He says he has the, the Cadillac, uh, <laughs> where I've got like the old style, like build a fire and all this stuff where he's just like hitting a button. Um, I saw, or no, I'm sorry. I have a place near me that like puts prime rib on special for like, Wow, it's something cheap, like six ninety nine a pound. Every once in a while, it's like an old Italian meat market. And whenever it goes on on sale for like six ninety nine a pound, like I go grab it because I can make a prime rib for like thirty bucks, you know. And so, otherwise, Publix is selling it for like fifteen bucks a pound. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, it's not that good. <laughs> like, um. So anyway, all right, cool. Well, thanks for hanging out, guys. We appreciate everybody's time. Um. I'll take the song this week. I'll go just can't get enough by the black eyed peas and we will get out of here. So thank you guys for hanging out and we'll see you next week.
Love so sweet, got me vexed though. I, I wanna wish her right back like presto, yes. Meantime, I'll wait for the next time. She come around for a toast to the best time. We yell a well back and forth on the text line. She got me fishing for a love, I confess, um. Something about a smile and a combo. Got me high and I ain't coming down, yo. My heart's pumping out louder than electro. She got me feeling like Mr. Robot. I wouldn't want to have it in any way I'm addicted and I just can't get enough This is better switch up Switch up Switch up Switch up. Not sunk in your bed, rock hot, up in your love shot. Not out by your cold shot. I'm stuck in your head. Love. Switch up. Now can I stop? Won't making me feel. Give it to me, me. I want it all. all. Know what I mean? Your love is a dose of ecstasy. Switch up. Addicted. I can't get away from you. Afflicted. I need it. I miss it. Switch up. I want your loving right next to me, and I can't erase you out of my memory. Switch up.